and you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming online around the world at kwtf.net. I am your host, Tristy Taylor, and we are Spilling Rubies. Because as Clarissa Pinkola Estes once said, to create, one must be willing to be stone stupid, to sit upon a throne on top of a donkey and spill rubies from one's mouth. Tonight is episode 20, in which I get to interview the delightful and super fun Ms. Jill Eichmann. If you've done any kind of improvising in the Bay Area, then you have already met Jill or taken part in something that she had a part of making. And I'm really excited about the Femprovisor Fest, which is coming up April 30th to May 3rd, 2015 in San Francisco, celebrating all female and female-identified improvisers in the Bay Area and beyond. So please enjoy tonight's improv journey as we find our way across the Golden Gate Bridge into the Golden City of Improv, San Francisco. Oh, 
Now, Dr. Shauna decided to accompany me on my trip to San Francisco to interview improviser extraordinaire Jill Eichmann. And while I was waiting in front of the San Francisco Chronicle building, Dr. Shauna, of course, met some people on the street and gave them some free love advice. She totally stole my recorder and taped it, so let's listen now. I haven't even heard this yet. I have no idea what happened. You tuned into KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay. I am in the beautiful San Francisco area. I'm traveling. You know, I, I just I got tired. I got tired of being in that dark, cold studio, and I said, you know what? You know what? I've got I've got this little recorder. I have this little robot slave that records for me. I can just I can go where I want to go. I can go where I want to go. So I'm in San Francisco today, and I have discovered all you have to do is stand on the corner and say free love advice and all. next thing you know I had a line I had a line out the door so I said well let's let's go in this coffee shop you sit down with me darling you were the first one tell me are you here with Dr. Shawna unlicensed sex therapist and I'm here to serve you what is your problem my dear well I'm just a horny little girl <laughs> is that a fact yes it is my goodness yeah. you love to you love love I, I, I love it and I want to just you know, everything I see, I just want to make love to it. That's gorgeous. That's beautiful. Now, are we talking humans or are we talking more than that? Are we talking inanimate oh, objects? Just, just humans. Just, just humans. humans for now, you know. We're going to narrow it down to humans. I know. I mean, I just, every, every man, woman, every, everything I see, I just want to make love to it. Well, that's, that doesn't sound like a problem to me. That's beautiful. I just wonder, you know, is, 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 am, I sending, am I sending mixed messages? You know, you know how they, they, they talk about women like me, you know, that I'm, you know. What do they say? Miss Oh, you mean like a slut? Yeah. You're talking about a slut? Yeah, I'm a prostitute. You know, I just love people, and I just want to express that. Is that so wrong? I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, people people think what they want to think. You know, we, we live in a Puritan culture, and I can tell you I have had my share of that kind of projection, because that is what it is. These people don't understand. Free, free love. What could be wrong with free love? I mean, you do what you want, as long as you have consent. Nobody gets hurt. Well, that's what I just feel so bad about myself sometimes, you know, because of these societal messages, you know? I see. Everybody's saying all these things about me, and all I want to do is express how I love people, you know? Now, my dear, tell me your name. Uh, my name is Juliet. Juliet, darling, did you grow up in an atmosphere that made you feel bad about yourself, Juliet? Well, I, yeah, well, I guess so. I mean, you, as you can tell, I have a southern upbringing, so I was raised to be a proper female, you know, proper girl, and, you know, not have sex before marriage and all that stuff. Well, that oh went goodness. out the window. That definitely went out the window in high school, you know. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, it's just so hard. I know what you're saying, and I hear the words you're saying. I believe them myself. You know, I should be able to make love to whoever I want, whatever I want, right? As long as it's consensual. Absolutely. Right? But these messages that I hear over and over again about what a horrible woman I am. Oh, and no. just It's hard to get out of my head. So those messages, they, they come from deep inside you. Juliet, they come from inside, and and, and it's like a, 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 a you know, if, if an apple has a rotten core, you got to get at that core, and you got to scoop it out. Now, that's what we need to do with you, darling. We need to scoop out that rotten little apple seed that got planted in your heart when you were just a little girl. You're just a little girl that just wanted to love and and and, and be loved, and, and 
and it's affecting you now and it's holding you back and that upsets me and I don't want yes. that to happen to you. I just want to express myself. Yes, why not? Why not? Why couldn't you? Why? I know I should. I should be able to express myself no matter what. Now, was this a religious upbringing that you oh, had? Oh, yes. Very <laughs> oh, religious. Oh, dear. Right. Yes. So I guess Jesus Christ plays oh, a role. <laughs> yes, Jesus Christ. Now, here's the great yeah. thing, darling. Jesus Christ can now come in and help you now. Now, he may have been used as a uh, person of oppression when you were a child. But let me tell you right now, Jesus wants you to have sex with a lot of people all the time. <gasps> and so are you just tapped into Jesus, so you know. He's a friend. Let's just say he's a friend. We talk. We talk now and then. And let me tell you, free love, come on. That's what Christ was all about. Just so true. That is just so true. So, my darling, the next time that you find yourself in an erotic situation, perhaps with one person, perhaps with many, and you start to hear those negative apple seed voices coming into your head, you're gonna, you're gonna, you should call out. You say, "Jesus Christ!" You say, "Tell me to love." And you know what? He will. He will tell you to love. Well, I just feel so free right now. I, I, I think I'm just going to have sex with the next man I see today. Well, Wonderful. Consensually, of course. I, now, how did you see that man at the counter? Because I think he's gorgeous. <gasps> I, the he's, one getting the latte I've and the cheesecake. I've him all day. Yeah. Or did you follow him in here, maybe? Yeah, I did. He started over at Dolores Park, and I just followed myself over here and got myself a cup of tea. So it was meant to be. It was meant to be. You think he's looking at me now? Oh, he's been looking at you the whole time we've been talking. I think you should go over there, and I think you should tell him how you feel. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, darling. Thank you. Do you have a card or something? Oh, you know, I have this cantaloupe, and I spray paint my number on it, but people keep eating the cantaloupe, and then they throw the, the peel away, and then they never know to call me. So uh, I, I take the cantaloupe, but I'm working on a better system. All right. Well, thank you so much. Just a little talk with Jesus, just a little talk will make it
tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and I'm here with Jill Eichmann. I'm so happy to be here and we're we are in the Leela studios is that right? Yeah yeah this is the Leela uh, training center right now um, uh, we are in Intersection for the Arts uh, which is our umbrella organization and Leela Arts is uh, the training center here. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now you, if anyone does improv in the Bay Area, they know who you are already. Oh. <laughs> but for my listeners who are in other parts of the world, uh -huh. you are the producer for the San Francisco Improv Fest. I'm one of the producers. One of the producers. Yeah. Uh -huh. You're co-founder and artistic director for Leela, uh -huh. which is an improv Improvisational theater, theater and training center. Yeah. Great. Uh -huh. And you are executive producer of the Femprovisor Fest. Correct, yeah. Which is so exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's our second year this year. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And it, it's going to be April 30th to May 3rd mm -hmm. at the Tides Theater in yep. Union Square. Yeah, fancy schmancy. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best for the ladies, you know? I know, for the mm -hmm. ladies. Yep. I'm so excited that you're doing this. I being a woman and an improviser, I have all sorts of feelings and experiences about being a woman and yes. being an improviser, but I would love to hear why you wanted to be a part of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been producing for San Francisco Improv Festival for a few years, and while I love it, I just kept on seeing like such a minority of women, uh, all women groups, uh, 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 submitting to the fest, you know, and I know I, I just would be like, I know there's got to be more, um, and it would be kind of this like a token night, you know, like a token night for the all ladies groups, you know. And I was like, well, what about? A, I wonder if we could fill a whole festival of all women's groups, and if that just might, you know, change the tides a bit, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've always been trying to think about like, what can we do? What can we actually action step do for the improv community to help? help this, you know, help this issue and, and have it not be such a minority of all women groups and, and just women in general involved in improv. What could we physically, actively do to change the numbers here? So this was this was the idea, this was the experiment, and it was a lot of fun last year, so we decided to do it again. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's going to be shows, and then it's also panels uh -huh. and uh, Workshops, uh huh, yep, all led by women. Yep, uh huh. Fantastic. So all teachers uh, for the workshops are women. We have a few workshops that are co-ed as far as the students that that can participate. So there'll be three workshops this year that will be co-ed participation, and then two workshops um, which will be women-only participation. Fantastic, yeah. and I love that you specify on your website women identified as mm -hmm. well, so that yep. it's really open to yep. all women exactly. in every form. Very inclusive. Fantastic, yeah. mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> and what's your website so people can find out more about it's it? It's femprovisorfest.com, and we spell femprovisor with the O R N D. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a huge debate in the improv community if it's E R or O R. Oh my God. There's so, so many debates in the improv community. <laughs> 
yeah. Speaking of the improv community, uh-huh. I would love to know your history and your story because yeah. you are so immersed and yeah. do so much for the improv yeah. community. And I would love Thank to you. hear your journey. Sure. Yeah. Like I hit the you know bit the bug big time. You know, as we all have when we get involved with improv. But you know, I was a theater kid growing up, and I always wanted to do theater. Um, I actually, before like getting involved in theater, like as just like you know like a regular kid, not. Uh, trying to get involved in different activities. I was such a TV head. Like, I would just, you know, be right up to the TV screen, you know. I'd I'd stay up all night watching SNL. You know, Uh my parents have to pull me away from the TV. Um, So then I got to be a little bit of a couch potato, and my parents were like, okay, we need to get her involved in some stuff. So I started doing some sports, and I always really loved team sports. I did basketball. I did softball. That was really fun. Um, and then my parents figured out that I would probably really like theater because I was such a creative kid and I like TV and <laughs> creativity. So when I found theater, it was just perfect because it was both like a team aspect, right? Like it, you had to have a whole ensemble create something. Um, but then it was also like a creative way to express myself, you know? So, um, and the things I loved most about theater classes was the improv games, you know? Um, I, I was really good at memorization. I liked doing plays and all sorts of stuff, but the thing I always liked most was the improv games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, fast forward to college, I got my theater major at University of Florida. Um, and uh, I was just lucky to be a part of a really amazing improv community at University of Florida. And this was in the late 90s. I started uh, school in 1997. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's where I met my husband, actually, too. Oh. He was also involved in the improv club there. And we had this really amazing uh, teacher who was a feminist and was like really into like SARC and New Age thinking oh. and social activism. and we had a really rare experience as improvisers um, to approach improv. What I believe, her name is Heather Parody, the director of the program. What I believe was approaching improv from a place of love. Mm. Um, So we were a really, really tight-knit community. And then kind of flash forward a little bit, my freshman year, the seniors who were involved in the improv club went to their first ever improv festival, and this was in Austin. It was one of the first ever improv festivals, I think, in the U.S. It was called the Big Stinkin' Improv Festival. <laughs> um, and my husband had gone to that the year before, and that's where he took his first improv class with Del Close. Wow, <laughs> his wow. second improv class was with Sharna Helper, <laughs> and then his third improv class was with McNabier, and this was at this Austin festival. Did he have any idea, like, <laughs> what an incredible yeah. first-time class know. That was crazy. Yeah, and he just had no idea, like, what he was falling into. He just was like, this is fun, you know? Um, So when all the seniors came back from that festival, they had uh, gotten a whole bunch of education on long form, because long form was just breaking out in Chicago at Improv Olympic, and and people were starting, starting to spread throughout the nation, like the Herald and all that kind of stuff. So they brought it back to UF. Um, and trained all the underclassmen in this long-form stuff that they were learning. Um, And then when all those seniors um, graduated, they all moved to Chicago. So uh, I was really blessed to be a part of this time at our college where, like, I was was doing improv with Bill Arnett and Jason Pardo and Danny Mora, like, um, a bunch of people who are now teaching at I.O. in Second City, Marla Caceres, um, that I'm still friends with. um, And we've just kind of, like, all dedicated our lives to improv. 
stuff. So wow, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> so that's how I got started. Yeah, what an amazing start. Yeah, and you just kind of lucked out, like you yeah. were just in the right just place right, at the right time. Right place, right in time. Florida of all places. University of Florida, <laughs> go Gators. <laughs> cool. And I think with the name Lila, like I specifically chose it because yeah. it had a feminine. It's a, fem, a female name, you yeah. know. And I was reading a book called Free Play by Stephen Nakmanovich, and in the very first paragraph, it talks about this little Indian goddess of play. Her name is Leela, you oh, know? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, uh, in Sanskrit, and I love that it was Sanskrit because it's one of the most ancient languages. Um, and also, Chris, my husband, was really connected to it because he he's, has studied um, with a woman named Sylvia Nakash that teaches uh, yoga of the voice. And Vox Mundi. Yeah, you know it too. <laughs> teaches Sanskrit um, through singing and how how much the Sanskrit language just vibrates, you oh, know, yeah, it's the, it's the, the actual seed syllables create the feeling that you're trying to mm-hmm. express. So Leela, when you say Leela, it actually creates a feeling of play. Oh. And that was just like, oh, this is, ooh, this is meaty, this is great, That's I like big this. magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's been just a lot of awesome attraction um, to Leela and to the type of people that come to our school. Mm-hmm. They're just like the... I just come in to drop in every week. I'm like, gosh, these are the nicest, kindest, like most compassionate people. Like these people are amazing. They're just such sweet, beautiful human beings that come to our classes. And I think it's because they're attracted to that vibration, that lila. Wow. So Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful intention to Mm -hmm. be able to, you know, the power of naming something is so powerful than to have this beautiful intention and then to see it actually manifest. Right. That is awesome. It's amazing. I feel very blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the de- definition of Leela, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I just think that choosing that name, I am, I am living up to whatever <laughs> that name, you know, vibrates with, and it means divine play. Right. You know, it means that play. It's not just play. It's divine play. It's connection to each other, connection to spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That and the the the, the play is so important too. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about making connection with other people and I think play is really missing that kind of um you know falling down on the ground and getting dirty kind of play not like video games play (laughs) exactly you know where where we're imagining things you know like we did when we were kids and um and when we play as kids um I'm also a play therapist too um when we play as kids we're actually play is being used for problem solving mm. and for expression. So kids don't have those like that that intellect capability yet to verbose like I feel sad today <laughs> or I'm frustrated with my mommy and daddy, <laughs> you know? Right. But look at them in the dollhouse and they're yeah. playing out scenes that they had at had at home or right. they're expressing emotions with their toys and Yeah, like sand yeah. tray therapy is uh-huh. so fascinating yep. to watch. Yep, exactly. And we're and we're doing that. It's yeah. like why did we take away play for adults? Mm-hmm. It's like at a certain age in school, recess is free, free time play, recess is taken away. Um, and why? Yeah. And I, and I think that adults are negatively affected by that when we take away our, our ability to play and our chance and our space for play because we're figuring stuff out. It's a muscle to like help us with problem solving and expression and connection with others.
and you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming around the world on KWTF.net. Did you know that KWTF is supported by a grant from the Stan Roy Music Center and the Redwood Justice Fund? What about you? Do you support KWTF? If you don't, why not? It's so easy. Just visit kwtf.net and click on the donate button on the top right of your screen. Speaking of which, have you seen our new website? It's so pretty. You can stream directly through the site, find out more about your favorite shows, and stay up to date on all things KWTF. Check it out, kwtf.net. And while you're there, click on that donate button and become a monthly member. Things are tighter than tight these days and we need your support. So please visit kwtf.net today. Even just $10 a month would make the difference between staying afloat and on the air and sinking. Really, what do you spend $10 a month on? That's not even your monthly coffee bill. So visit kwtf.net right now. Sign up to give $10 a month or more and keep this quirky, magical ship of creativity and collaboration afloat. You'll feel so good when you do. And you are tuned in to KWTF, 88.1 FM Bodega Bay, and streaming around the world on kwtf.net. Jill and I had a chance to talk about feminism and the specific challenges women have faced in the past when doing improv. 
I um, would love to talk about the word feminism with yes. you. Um, it's fascinating, uh-huh. again, to me. I also absolutely call myself a feminist, Woo-hoo! for sure. Yep. Uh-huh. Always have. And yep. it's been, you know, I'm 42, so it's uh-huh. interesting to see the, the ebb and flow, the peaks yep. and valleys yep. of the uh, baggage yeah. and intentions around that word. And... Um, even having an all-female, right. you know, event can be pretty triggering to yeah. all sorts of different oh, yeah. people. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that, that idea of kind of safe space for women or right. to bring women up a little higher um, by excluding someone else, mm-hmm. as some people might frame it, right. I think is really interesting. Yeah. And necessary right yeah. now. I uh-huh. mean, if we were all equal playing field, right. it would be a different story, yeah. but we're not there yet. Right. And uh, most women in improv could tell you that, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So I would love to hear, I always, I ask everybody this, what their definition of feminism uh-huh. is, because right. it seems to be different with every person. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, it's, 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 it's uh, advocating for equal rights for women, you know? And there's so many people, you know, I've been on all those like horrible chat rooms where people, why don't you just call it, you know, humanism? Yes, and yes. I'm like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't say that there's, that doesn't um, acknowledge that there is inequality between men and women by just saying humanism, right? right. Um, we still have to acknowledge that there is inequality and there's still pr- privilege that exists. And how to do that is to say feminism. You know, so that we are advocating for the white rights of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have experiences, like life experiences, doing improv, where if you were a man, it would not have mm-hmm. you would not have experienced mm-hmm. it? Um, and again, like <laughs> it feels it feels it's terrible to like dog you know different improv theaters, but I think one of the main reasons why I didn't continue with UCB. Yeah was it did have a very masculine uh, majority there. I was the only woman in my level one class. That's um, hard. And this was a sold out 16 person class and I was the only woman. I mean, wow. granted my teacher was a woman, which was awesome. Julie Brister, if anybody's ever taken from her, <laughs> she's an awesome teacher at UCB. I'm I want to sure. get yeah. like a list of people Ooh. from you of classes I should take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was incredible, but yeah, I was the only woman um, and just, like it's important for especially like I was like 20 I think it was 22 23 you know like so young in New York it's important to have female role models you know um so that was just kind of like wow you know this is different than my college experience um where it was pretty I felt like it was pretty equal in college like there was pretty gender equality in the college experience that I had um Lucky. Yeah. And then there was also like this kind of strange stuff that I started to notice where in the in the UCB community, um, and again, it's my lens. I can't say that this is true. It's my perspective. Yeah, it's your experience. I I had a, I was in a committed uh, relationship. I had a boyfriend and I would notice, you know, some uh, men just did not talk to me once they realized Mm -hmm. that. You know, I'd be out, you know, drinking with the guys, you know, having fun with my improv classmates. And then, you know, I was like, oh, let me call my boyfriend or my boyfriend's gonna come and hang out. And they're just like, you know? Um, So I would see that, you know, if if I'm attached to someone, I'm no longer wanted in the community or I'm no longer somebody you're no longer seen. Yeah. And 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 back then, you know, I was a young, blonde, you know, (laughs) like 
girl from Florida, you know, I'm sure I, I, I was attractive to men. <laughs> but it's like, can't... You were a hot yeah. dish is what you were saying. I, I think I was a pretty hot dish. Um, but it's like, can't I, be, can't I be a hot dish and be an improviser and you'd still want me on your team even if yeah. I have a boyfriend? You know, right. so I would just kind of notice some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, ha- and I had some experience, direct experiences where I heard that validated and that was true. Why I wasn't asked to be on certain teams was because I had a boyfriend. So I did find fact evidence of that. It's not all in my head. Right, yeah. so because you were not a viable conquest, right. all your other skills and talents were tossed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's. I mean, I think that's true in, in theater in general and, in, in, you know, performance mm-hmm. in general. Women, you know, how do you look? Always, right. number one, how do yep. you look? How do you look? I mean, have you, so have you, I, I'm sure you've noticed a shift mm-hmm. in, um, more women in improv. Yeah, I mean, uh, our drop-in definitely mm-hmm. has been. There's been more ladies coming in, which has been great. Um, for a while there, it 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 was flipping back, you know, and I wondered if it had to do with the city, um, oh, yeah. like just because it is a very tech. Uh, community out here and a lot of men are attracted to tech and not as many women are in tech Um, but I am seeing more women which is great so I think it just like ebbs and flows sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it's cool and definitely compared to like the 90s Uh it's been a huge shift yeah like I don't think you could really have done them for Visor Fest in the 90s yeah that's so cool. That's cool. I'm so happy. I'm so excited <laughs> that you're doing this. Thank you. And then it's year two. I didn't realize that it had, yeah. you'd already done it last uh-huh. year. Last year. It's awesome. So the dates again are? April 30th to May 3rd. All the shows are April 30th, uh, May 1st, and May 2nd. And then we have some workshops on Saturday and Sunday. Great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
and you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming around the world on KWTF.net. You just heard the fiercely feminist band La Tigra doing fake French. Jill Eichmann, as I mentioned, is co-founder of Leela, a holistic improvisational theater company and training center in San Francisco. It has drop-in classes every week that are open to all levels of improvisers, including beginners, and you can find out more at leela-sf.com. That's leela-sf.com. Jill shared a little about her experience with improvising with different generations. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, we are valued by how we look. Right. And then all that other stuff is like this sort of after effect. Mm-hmm. That's totally changing now, which yeah, is incredible to it's see. Amazing. And there's so many great role models and oh, so many great like, women. You just know. to talk to wi- young women in their 20s who right. I improvise with and just what a completely different experience they're having. Yeah. And it's you know, I tell these stories about being the only woman in a group, right. the only woman in the workshop, yep. um, you know, getting endowed with the most ridiculous sexual <laughs> stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, if, oh. if I get pulled up there at all, you know, yes. if I don't just could completely get shut out in right. every scene. Right. Tagged and, out, shut out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, the, they're, uh-huh. they're, they, they can't believe it, which on the one right. hand is great. It's great that they can't believe that that right. ever happened. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, this ain't ancient history. Right. And this, you stand on my back. And yeah. I love that you're standing on my back. Yeah. But you need to know yeah. what we went through. Right. You right. know? <laughs> I can't yeah. start getting emotional about it. I know. But it's very, I mean, it scarred me. Yeah. It scarred me. Right. And you know, a lot, I've been doing a lot of wound healing now, and being getting back to my love of improv, mm-hmm. and finding it by improvising with these, ki- right. you know, kids, young people. They hate when I call them kids, but right. these young people in their twenties, like right. they really are healing me because they're giving me the experience I didn't get in my twenties. Yeah, and I think I think what's tricky too is when people don't acknowledge the wound. Yeah. you know, I th- something that you said before. It's like. Um, when other women are like, oh, there's no sexism. You know, it's like, well, can you at least acknowledge maybe that didn't happen to you? But, I mean, again, like the definition of privilege, have you heard the definition of privilege, which is uh, saying something's not a problem when it's not been a problem for you personally. You know, so yes, maybe there are some women who have not experienced that in the classroom, in an improv community, but, but saying that, oh, you know, that's hogwash and you're too sensitive is actually... Um, it's it's denying somebody's experience, you know. So I think I, I think that's the most important thing about feminism is that male, woman, uh, trans, uh, whatever gender you may call yourself uh, along the gender expression, to at least acknowledge that somebody has had an experience, an unfavorable experience, and listen to their story. Right. You know, even if it hasn't happened to you, at least acknowledge it instead of denying it. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, that's interesting to me too. Of like this sort of, I don't know, there's this this part, this, I don't even know what the right words are, but where, as you said, like, if I didn't experience it, right. it didn't happen. Right. And there, and there's this sort of, like, I don't know, it's like a microscopic view, or perhaps yeah. it's a binocular view right. of the world, and, and this lack of empathy, and I'm just, I'm just wondering mm-hmm. what's happened to empathy, mm-hmm. and um, it, are, are we losing that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
And I think that's why improv is so great, yeah. you know, because it does teach empathy, right? It really yeah. does. And I think a big success of Leela has been our drop-in classes. We do drop-in classes twice a week, and we're right here in Soma around all of these startup tech companies and a lot of people who are in front of screens all day. And we do like the simple pass the clap game every week where we have to look at each other's eyes and connect and clap at the same time. And we check in after it and people are just like, wow, eye contact, you know, it's so important. And wow, it feels I feel so connected just with a simple exercise, you know? Wow. And I do feel like, you know, we are we are here with Leela changing the culture of the city a bit. Like you walk around the city sometimes and people are just like oh, just in their phone. Waiting for you. I was yeah. counting how many people were not looking at their yep. phones and there were mm -hmm. only two and the yep. whole time I was waiting for you. Yep. And like I almost got hit by two people. I had to be like, hey, <laughs> because they were just walking right towards me and I was standing, you know, on the wall and twice I had to right. warn someone. Right. I'm like, you are about to walk into me. Yep. And then even then, neither of them acknowledged. I mean, they acknowledged me startled that I spoke. Right and walked around me and kept walking. <laughs> like I know, it's the, it's empathy, it's human connection, face-to-face -face human connection. Um, so I think it's, it, yeah, like just the intervention of them coming down here to the space where there, there likely is no cell phone reception. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Like a huge thing. Or even if there is cell phone reception, saying, everyone, please put your, your devices off and put them aside, you know? That's a huge intervention for people. They have nobody else telling them that throughout their day, you know? Yeah, nobody. even now when I'm teaching classes and someone will pull out a phone while I'm talking, mm -hmm. and I'm so shocked mm -hmm. by that. Yep. You know, and I, I, I handle it in different ways. One time one woman was literally taking notes on her yeah. phone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, don't overreact. Yeah. So like, find out what's <laughs> happening first, you know, before you just like, ah! Uh -huh. But yeah, it's... I think that's great if there's no cell yeah. phone reception here. That's uh -huh. really cool. Yep. Yeah, that's something I've noticed too with the younger folks, um, that they also resonate so deep. I mean, everybody resonates with the human contact yeah. and connection, but I've definitely noticed that with younger people that they're like, oh man, you know, every week uh -huh. I look forward to this because sometimes it is the right. only time that I'm really, really connecting in right. person with yeah. another person. Uh -huh where I'm not online, I'm not chatting, I'm not texting, you know, it's I'm not playing a video right. game, like I'm standing there looking into right. another person's right. eyes. I'm a big fan of Viola Spolin. I always like go back to her book for exercises or theory and one thing that just always resonates with me about her philosophies is see and be seen, yeah. hear and be heard. And it's just so simple. It's so simple. But like we were talking about before with women kind of t speaking up and talking about times that they've been marginalized or moments of misogyny or sexism that's all we need to do that's really all we need to do is see and be seen hear and be heard and that's what we do in good improv scenes right in mm -hmm. good improv classes that's yeah. all we do there's lots of different ways of doing it and playing all these different games and exercises but really when you come down to it it's see and be seen hear and be heard and you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming around the world on KWTF.net. Now, for those of you who have done improv, you know how kind of mystical it can be where you kind of dip into the psychic soup and pick up on things you might not have picked up on if you weren't in that space with others. Jill and I got to talk a little bit about that experience level yep. I think it's so interesting like just you know when you're you meet a new person in a class and you uh -huh. start doing a scene and then 
you know, I've had this happen so many times. I know other yeah. people do where they'll come after and be like, how did you know my mother passed away last uh -huh. week? And it's like, I just pulled that out of yeah. the psychic ether. I'm so exactly. sorry that we ended up doing a scene <laughs> about your dying mother, you know? Right. But it, it's incredible to me how that happens over and over and over uh -huh. again. It really makes me wonder about what we are tapping into. Yep. I do know? think that improvisers are shamans at some level, you know? That. And and we are we are like we're so connected to the present moment. It's it's you know, it seems pretty simple to me. Of course we're tapping into whatever's in the room, you know, cuz we're hyper aware to whatever's in the room. I've had shows, Marcus and I who do a duo together. Yeah. We did a show at CIS and our, the characters that we played, we were um, we had just given birth to triplets. <laughs> um, and so we had like a talk back after the show. And one of the guys in the audience said, I just wanted to say to you that my wife and I just had triplets. Wow. <laughs> and it's like, how many times have we done an improv show about having triplets? None. That was the first show we've ever done. You know, it's like, what are the chances? Of course, of course we were picking up on something, yeah. you know? If you're that in tune, you're that hyper aware and in tune with the moment, it's no doubt that you're doing that. And of course we're shamans. Of course we are. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. Improviser as shaman mm. is really a beautiful idea. Every little thing she does is magic. Everything she do just turn me on. And even though my life before was tragic, now I know my love for her goes on. Every little thing she does is magic. Everything she do just turns me on. Jamie stood on 
tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming around the world on kwtf.net. You just heard Come On Petunia by The Blow. Jill recently got to go to the Grammys with her husband Christopher Eichmann who had an album nominated and we talked a little bit about the challenges of being in a couple where both people are artists. That's cool. And it's so great. This is interesting, too. Like, whenever I talk to couples that are both artists and uh-huh. makers, because I, I also, my husband, is, he does all kinds of stuff. Cool. <laughs> cool. Performer, sculptor. Nice. Um, I'm always really curious uh-huh. how, like, how do you make it work? You know, because yeah. it's, I feel like we have kind of special challenges being yeah. both artists. You know, we you know we we need specific alone time and you know mm-hmm. crazy ideas and dragging things home from yeah. the garbage and like whatever sure. it is like all the weird stuff and it it just seems like we have particular challenges that maybe couples that were only one as an artist right. don't yeah you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah and i think chris and i are definitely challenged like running leela together he's the producer role and does a lot of the financial and business piece and i'm more like you know the face and the teacher and the community organizer in a sense mm-hmm. um so i think what what i found in going to the grammys is how much i need to support him right now you know um so we got to dream together in his space and i'm like you know why don't i be your producer you know oh, like why I don't love you because he's been producing other people for so long he produced sylvia's album and um, you know, supporting other people's dreams and other people's art, and I was like, why don't why don't you be a solo artist? Why yeah. don't you release an album this year? Let me produce you. I have Aww. no idea what that 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 means, but if that means just holding space for you and keeping you accountable and making sure that your vision, you know, happens, I like I'm here for you, you know. So, yeah. so that kind of give and take, that uh-huh. ebb and flow, right. that sort of. Yeah, I, I always kind of, you know, I, I also, I'm an interfaith minister, and uh-huh. I do a lot of weddings and uh-huh. counseling of couples before weddings, and one of the one of the things I always, always say over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, when the friction comes, because yeah. it always comes planning uh-huh. a wedding, um, is that you're on the same team, right? you know, and I give my, myself that advice, too. It's like, it's, it's, you know, I want the best for him, he wants the best for me. And you know, right now I'm supporting him, and he also supports me when yeah. I need it. And just knowing that that's going to happen, right. you know, right. I, I see like, oh, well, if I help him with this, then I'm just going to always be the helper, you know. And it's like, yeah. nope, that's not going to happen. Right. You know, it's not, it's not going to happen. Take turns, but yeah. Yeah, it's easy to kind of get 
stuck in a place of fear and, mm-hmm. and not knowing. And right. So I think that's going to be this year. I'm going to be in a more support position for him, you know, as he puts himself out there as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and keep keep that space for yourself too, but yep. knowing that you're going to put more energy towards yep. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that works yeah. out. <laughs> and you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming around the world on KWTF. It's time to slowly come to an end of this week's episode of Spilling Rubies. I want to give a huge thanks to Ms. Jill Eichmann for being such a lovely, generous guest and taking time out of her very busy schedule to speak with me. Don't forget to check out the Femprovisor Fest, which again is happening April 30th to May 3rd, 2015 at the Tides Theater in Union Square in San Francisco. And people all along the gender expression are welcome to attend. So find out more about the programs, performances, and workshops that are happening at fempervisorfest.com. And Femprovisor is spelled with an O-R. And you can connect with us here at Spilling Rubies, including listening to past episodes at spillingrubies.com. Find us on Twitter at Spilling Rubies, and we're also on Facebook. Just search for Spilling Rubies. All episodes are also archived on iTunes, so please find us there. And if you do, please rate and subscribe, because that helps the robots notice us and make us more findable in the internet labyrinth. Thanks for tuning in, and if you haven't become a member of KWTF yet, what are you waiting for? Please visit kwtf.net and click on that Donate button. Please stay tuned for DJ Broken Record and the Broken Record Radio Show right here on KWTF 88.1 FM, Bodega Bay.